Hello everybody, this is Ian Along and this is Tag Along with Ian Along. This is Ian Along and this is Tag Along with Ian Along. And um, hmm. forgive the dead air uh, because I'm on the road right now. And as usual, I usually do my podcast on the road for the 47th time. <laughs> 47th or 46th time. Because this was uh, broadcasted and I remember Carlos Hamora said that if ever I have a 50, Carlos Hamora, one of, the, one of my classmates in one of my uh, classmates and at the same time, he is a financial advisor as well. I'm recommending his name, Carlos uh, Hamora, or J- Hamora or Jamora, if you are, if you are not familiar with the Hispanic way of pronouncing things. So Carlos Hamora, J A M O R A. Now, our, uh, recently, I heard a televangelist by the name of Benihin. If you're familiar with Benny Hinn, he's a television evangelist. And he he is somewhat of a Pentecostal slash charismatic leaning, meaning he's into the gifts. He's into the gift. We say, we say quote-unquote gift, it's about speaking in tongues, speaking in tongues, or healing, or new revelations he is into those things if i'm not mistaken that latter because usually charismatics are known about it but uh they say sometime in september 4 or 5 and you can see this and you can see that he telecasted this that youtube or, or i think youtube or in his website but even on Facebook, this is uh, the broadcast is spread that saying that he renounced his prosperity theology. I do not want to go to the backstories of this because, or I do not want to go on the very details on of his broadcast. Just watch it, Benny Hinn, and you know. He was a televangelist. If you're familiar with this televangelist, a television evangelist, and you, and also there are controversies that surrounds televangelists nowadays. That they are now not even nowadays, even before, even before, that they become rich, even richer than a small, medium or SMEs or small medium enterprise owners owners of SMEs they are richer than that and for Benihin he even have a private jet he even has a, has a private jet if, if I'm not mistaken and other televangelists who are or even other mega churches mega pastors of mega churches meaning churches that are built that churches which has around 1,000 members 1,000 members in population uh, 1,000 members so they're called mega churches and these mega churches are 
uh, they have pastors who are rich. And I know of a pastor here in the Philippines who, who even owns a, a Jaguar. Philippines, a third world country. Uh, in which the minimum wage order is around uh, 500 pesos or should I say uh, less than 500 pesos or less than $10 per day. Uh, I lost count. Uh, I'm not familiar with the exchange rate. But that's how it goes. That uh, I mean, about less than $10 uh, a month, uh, a day. And th that is the minimum wage owes. And yet here he is, a pastor of a church. A pastor of a church. And he owns a Jaguar. But that's beside the point here in the Philippines. You see, there are televangelists. There are, and these television evangelists are even earning more. They have private jets. And the purpose of this is that they have a private jet or helicopter. And also, uh, I will not question that part. Uh, I, I will not question one by one these, tele these evangelists uh, for the reasons that you will understand later, that you will understand later on if you will uh, keep on listening to this uh, broadcast. Now, uh, he renounced prosperity theology. Prosperity theology is a type of theology that centers around prosperity. You may hear this in this packaging that if you God uh, it is not wrong to be poor. Have you heard something like this? There's nothing wrong to be a uh, there's nothing wrong to be poor, but if you remain poor, it is your fault. And you have heard that. And then, when I hear these things, I return back to my life situations. Because that's the first thing that you will think about. Your life situation, your personal life situation. It's about opportunities. But, well... That's the that's the that, that's the thing about prosperity theology. Another thing is that it focuses that God wants to be rich, and every verses and every verses in the Bible is is as much as possible being geared the interpretation of which is being geared towards being rich, being prosperous, and it is uh, that. It is really the will of God for everybody. Although I might misrepresent their disposition, I might represent uh, advocates of prosperity theology, but the interpretation that happens is goes like this. That it is the will of God that everybody will be prosperous or at least have a comfortable life. And if you are familiar, if you read the Bible from Old Testament into the New Testament, I think the apostles will question that kind of teaching if they are, they will, they are alive. Uh, they suddenly rose from the dead, <laughs> rose from the dead, or when they came down from heaven, 
not to make fun of prosperity theology, but it is because it is a direct insult of the apostles' ordeals. But it is not, it doesn't mean that giving to the church, giving to your, giving to the local New Testament Christian church is not right. Uh, it doesn't mean that way. In fact, you will read in the book of Acts that Barnabas had given, he bestowed his goods. Meaning he had given. He had, he had given. So, there is really the the passion that he had stem him to give but people had now nowadays people in prosperity theology have used uh, have used passages these passages for them to look out that the key to prosperity is this of course the bible had said in regards to fighting in regards in regards to give you uh bring you all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house Malachi 3.10 <laughs> Malachi chapter 3 verse 10 and these are these are but uh, somehow a nutshell of prosperity theology and it is not they, and sometimes a very good prosperity, the, prosperity theologian will even uh, will even give verses that are actually uh, that are actually seems uh, seems a good example of giving, and I do not want to tackle that in details because um, as because I lack the I for the lack of time and also for me to be avoid to distract myself. Uh, because I'm, the topic is about many hit and and some things, some things that I wanted to talk about in regards to this. And Benny Hinn detracted because he is part of that. He has so he he becomes rich. He is a th- prosperity theologian. He he becomes rich, and then he announced it on September four or five, and he declared that he says that I. The Holy Spirit is not, does not like it. It's like, in short, in short of saying that he quits, he, don't, he no longer wants to be a prosperity theologian. But saying these things afterwards, saying these things afterwards, I think uh, um, a week later, he seems to retract the statement because he, in the television, he is requesting a sort of a fundraising for the debt, certain debt thing, debt, or debt, so D-E-B-T, debt, for you to be free from debt, something like that. So they, it is in, some people say that it is implied that Benny Hinn starting to incur debt because of his decision. Well, that's the part. That's the thing. He had given up prosperity theology, and because of this, some people who are not into it will no longer give. Will no longer give, and then he needs to pay for the staff. He needs to pay for the property. He needs to fuel the jet. He not only that, granting that he put the jet or the plane on the hangar. 
it needs maintenance and where you put it on a hanger if you are not if you're renting the place you need to pay for the rent and also the broadcast the television broadcast it ha- it need you need to pay for its staff the networks that uh, with the put you there you need to pay for you need to pay for the slot and when you have given this up you will really downsize your life and that, that means you will incur debt if you don't and I but later on he it seems that he detracted however I forgot the name of the speaker hold on I will return so that I can check up check it okay Brandon Kimber I remember Brandon Kimber on Facebook I heard saw this on Facebook he mentioned a statement like he's hopeful that Benny Hinn had changed his uh, uh, did change his mind did change his attraction in regards to prosperity in regards to giving up the prosperity theology I for one will put everyone I am happy that he already quit teaching prosperity theology of course definitely all people wants to be rich all people want to live a comfortable life and this is the very reason why one of the Ten Commandments is thou shalt covet a neighbor's house so that's why one of the first commandments is dealing with covetousness it deals with covetousness and uh, um, th- that is the reason why and it is also a form of envy by the way that's why and also the the need to be to be above other people which is pride you know I am starting to list out seven deadly sins <laughs> but one of the deadly sins is envy and and another is pride it's better that the sake of pride and another is envy and this constitutes what the commandments is thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house thy neighbor's wife and, uh, just read the book of Exodus chapter one of the verses in the Exodus chapter 20 and that, but still and still the Bible had made it uh, had implied that Christians it is not mandatory it is not really a test of God's faithfulness uh, a test of a man's faithfulness if he is rich it is or not that's not the test that's not the measurement that's not a good measurement a person a person trying to be rich a person trying to be rich or person who were allowed to be rich is under the will of God if he becomes rich it is because it is the will of God they say that it is the will of the devil or the devil had made it look at the book of Job 
If you're familiar with the passage in the book of Job chapter 1, Satan himself is asking God permission. Is asking God permission in the book of Job chapter 1. So meaning, even granting that Satan, granting that Satan had given you these things, the prosperity and these things, but it, but still, that kind of quote-unquote satanic prosperity will be later used by God for His own glorification, for His own glory. It can be Satan will allow this person to be prosperous, but yet later on, that person maybe may come to know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, and he and God becomes the winner. <laughs> And it still, it still falls under the will of God. Yeah, it still falls under the will of God. Under the will of God. Okay. And uh, going back to the topic of Benny Hinn, it seems that uh, uh, the thing is, this is uh, the that This is the point. He is hopeful that. He changed, he retracted the prosperity theology. He, 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 I mean, he no longer will teach prosperity theology. And he is, the word is hopeful. Unfortunately, other denominations think otherwise. There are certain groups of Baptists, I think the Baptist Bible Fellowship Inter- International, or BBFI, or maybe at least in the Philippines, there are groups, there are Baptist churches, uh, Baptist groups in the Philippines who doesn't have this kind of attitude towards airing pastors, especially in the area of the, this prosperity theology, or or pastors who have become liberal. They do not have quote unquote liberal. They do not have that broken-hearted, broken-heart attitude towards these leaders. They have this attitude, like for example, here in the Philippines, we have the mega church, mega a cluster of mega church called Christ Commission Fellowship or CCF. And I remember one person in a Sunday school class. He mentioned, "Ha, they are liberals." In that, uh in a subtle in a in a catch breath catch breath and then with a with a little grin on the face he mentioned that ah liberals and we do not have, but CCF is part of the evangelical right a part of evangelical evangelical left slightly left although they're evangelicals and they understand other people other uh, other Christians I mean other preachers I mean but fundamentalists have a staunch stand against it like for example the indication of an evangelical fundamentalist we share the same share the same first degree doctrine the trinity salvation by grace to faith alone through Christ alone, and also the the fallibility of Scripture, we believe in such. But 
the difference between the evangelical left and the put and the evangelical fundamentalist they have this attitude though the attitude towards the more liberal left-leaning uh, christians is CCF so far, the Christ uh, Commission Fellowship and uh, G Green News Christian Fellowship and VCF, all the CFs, Victory Christian Fellowship here in the Philippines, they have this nicer quote unquote attitude towards preachers who has a liberal leaning, liberal theology leaning. One of which is the prosperity theology. But the fundamentalists, they are quite uh staunch advocate that we should stick to these things and unfortunately they do not have that attitude and he, but I understand where they're coming from but they do not have a hopeful attitude towards people who repented towards people who apologize they do not have that uh, that kind of attitude on Benny, uh, in regards to Benny Hinn some people even I have mentioned from time to time Joshua Harris I have mentioned Joshua Harris and you know you already know uh, you you have already seen my reactions towards this that there are people who made fun of Joshua Harris I kissed I kissed marriage goodbye even I kiss I, I kiss uh, uh, I kiss gender, I, I kiss heterosexuality, goodbye, <laughs> uh, calling stuff like that. And you can hear this from fundamental or even independent fundamental Baptist churches. And and they say that Benihin, ah, Benihin is a charismatic <laughs> or charismaniacs. They put it in such terms. It, for me, it is not, uh, although I have fell to this kind of attitude years ago, and this is the very reason why I'm reminding everyone that that is wrong. Not because you agree with them, but because you are hopeful for them. When Benihin mentioned that he is, uh, that he renounced it, and then he, you feel that he retracted it, let us have a hopeful attitude, meaning let us pray that these preachers will are truly repentant. We cannot question, we cannot we do not know for certain. What if they are telling what if they're lying? Okay, if they are lying, it is not our fault anymore. But but if we have a negative attitude towards uh, towards people just because they are charismatics and that just because they are uh, and they, we have, do not have a hopeful attitude towards them ladies and gentlemen we uh, ladies and gentlemen the fault uh, goes to us aside from them and this becomes even tougher this becomes tougher because uh, you have if you are a pastor and you spearhead this kind of attitude towards towards other preachers if towards other preachers or to, towards other leaders you are developing you may not put it on the pulpit but you're putting it on your Bible studies that's also the same 
Of course, in the pulpit, you will say, you will say stuff like this. But in the Bible studies, this is where the action is. In the Bible studies, in your doctrine classes, in your Sunday school classes, or in your uh, weekend uh, classes, if whatever Bible classes you are having, or Bible Institute classes, you know, especially independent fundamental Baptist churches, Bible Institutes are springing up like mushrooms because the Bible school where they came from, and let's face it, they, they, they believe that the Bible school, the Bible Institute where they came from are becoming disagreeable with their intended position. And that we have to respect. That we uh, and I respect their position on that. Now, the question, the thing is, uh, they have created a culture. They have created a culture of vindictiveness, and it is indicated not only on Ben Hinn but on Joshua Harris. I have mentioned. I have. I admit that I have mentioned, and somehow, uh, it's there is a temptation to be vindictive. Uh, with Joshua Harris simply because his book I Kiss Dating Goodbye had been used, had been weaponized by other members, uh, by some of our youth leaders, particularly mostly the, the single ladies of our time. But it is not uh, Joshua Harris's fault, although he put the seed there, but it is not his fault. It's not mainly his fault. He put the seed there and it's just not, he is not the whole. He is only part of what is called the purity culture. He's just part of the purity. C.J. Mahaney is a big part of the purity, one of the parts. One if It's also another. And by the way, C.J. Mahaney is Joshua Harris, uh, Harris's mentor. Now, going back, we have the same uh, people in the BBF circle the pastors who belong to the BBF of Baptist Bible Fellowship International at least in the Philippines have that kind of vindictive attitude vindictive attitude or unhopeful unhopeful attitude towards towards uh, Ben Hinn that they are not hopeful that ah he, the reason he is rich he's already rich that's why he can do everything maybe yes I, I, I myself admit that part of me feels that the reason why he gives up prosperity theology is because he's already rich. But at the very least, you give part of your mind, at least part of you, at least think that, there are pe- that he is quite repentant of the teaching, which I don't know. We don't exactly know. Only God knows his heart. We can see just patterns, and that's one of the patterns I can I can think of. And not being, not get me wrong, I'm not being stupid about this. I'm not being stupid about this. But as Christians, we must have we must always have the hopeful attitude towards other people. And this is the irony of the unhopeful attitude, vindictive attitude of some pastors, and uh, or, or in the church, uh, some churches that that's under the BBFI. Uh, under the Baptist Bible Fellowship, uh, at least in the Philippines, they do. They have, or maybe some of some loud minority. They have this vindictive attitude, and yet 
if if somebody in their leadership had committed something wrong, somebody who had uh, somebody somebody who had wronged the congregation, not only an individual but the congregation as well, because they have abused their leadership, they have somewhat abused uh, their authority. Ladies and gentlemen, they will tell you to forgive that person. That is the irony of it. We are vindictive with Benny Hinn. We are vindictive with Joshua Harris. We are vindictive with Jimmy Swaggart. We are vindictive. I'm not saying that they are right. What they have done in the prosperity theology, my position is wrong. We are vindictive with... Who is this guy from Lakewood? Please help me out on this. I forgot the name of that Lakewood guy. I forgot the name of that uh, Lakewood guy. Mm. Oh yes, oh yes. Uh, Joel Austin. We are vindictive with Joel Austin because you feel that he is a false prophet and his theology, quote-unquote, is shallow, but here you are, when a pastor committed a moral, um, when the pastor under the BBFI wing, or the Bible Baptist Bible Fellowship International, uh, or Philippines, uh, BBF-based churches, you tend to say to the congregation to have the heart to forgive, and yet, you question in the pulpit or in Bible study, on your Bible studies, or in your doctrine class of the key people, how did I say so? How did I say so that it is the key? You are still imbibing that despite the fact that it is not being vocally presented on the pulpit because the attitude still shows. You can say, you can say, uh, you can say what you want that you're saying to the pulpit, that I don't pronounce that in the pulpit. Yes, maybe, but you're pronouncing it maybe on the Sunday school. You're pronouncing that on your staff, on your pastoral staff, or your teaching staff, or your church staff when you have meetings. You, have, you imply it. You imply the vindictive attitude. You imply the vindictive attitude to go to it. And I'm sometimes, in, even in Toastmasters International, as I was one of the past presidents, I had made a statement or I had made state few statements or more in regards to that and I'm somewhat somewhat uh, apologetic about it and I'm, it's a as a working progress I tried to uh, as a as a working progress I admit I'm also guilty of that even in the Baptist in BBF churches in BBF based church we are vindictive of Benny Hinn. We are vindictive of we are vindictive of Benny Hinn. And this is the funny thing. We are vindictive of Benny Hinn, but we are espousing prosperity theology in our church. A form of prosperity or maybe a conservative form of uh, prosperity theology. Sir, what is the what is the Sir, what is the what do you mean by conservative form of uh, prosperity theology? 
well, a form of prosperity theology in which uh, you have all the texts, all, uh, all the texts in the Bible. You're saying that it is. It talks about giving. That it, it talks about uh, giving and how prosperous a person becomes. Well, if by reading it first, yes, it it seems to be the case. But if you will look at the previous verse and the uh, the verse after the 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 text in question, you will realize that it is not mainly the context. It is just the incidental part of the the passage, or actually not really incidental, but the main context is not that. I will not mention some of the verses, because, uh, some some of the verses because I may I may get sidetracked because I'm I'm actually sidetracked uh, one way or the other in this podcast. But the thing is. We should not be have that kind of attitude towards Benny Hinn. Not only to Benny Hinn's prosperity theology, but Joshua Hass's sudden sudden uh, departure, uh, not sudden, Joshua Harris' eventual departure from what he knows of Christianity. Eventual departure from Christianity. And then, uh, let's not have that kind of attitude because you will need other people someday. Do not be boastful of your own own righteousness. Do not be boastful of how God had made you the nicest person or the nicest pastor or the nicest worker around in the church. Or in not only the church, but in the fellowship of at least BBFI churches or South SBC churches, the Southern Baptist Convention churches, or Abwe uh, 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 it's IBMF or Abwe I forgot the association or the CBAP conservative Baptist uh, uh, groups regardless do not boast on that because you uh, boast not thyself of tomorrow for thou knowest not what a day may bring forth just like the text said and when you see Ben Hinn doing that and Joshua Harris doing that and then you become you make fun of him you have such vindictive attitude towards him but you have forgotten one way or the other that uh, then suddenly what if uh, let me tell let me give you a blunt question what if you fall if you're a pastor if you're a church worker what if you fall on the in on the moral the moral act? In the case of Benny Hinn, he's a prosperity theologian. He doesn't, uh, if my memory is right, he doesn't have tax cases. His ethics is questioned. Definitely, his ethics is questioned, but he doesn't have tax cases. If I'm not mistaken. His ethics is questioned, but his tax cases, he's he's not a is at least he's not uh, monetarily a fraud. He's not doing something illegal, maybe. He's, do- he's not doing something illegal, I guess. But, he's not doing something illegal, but here we are, vindictive. But what if something immoral happened to you 
as a pastor, as a, and then you are you will urge the Christians to beg for forgiveness. You will urge or beg for you will urge Christians to forgive you, or at least your pastoral staff. You will feed them, or your pastoral staff, or your church staff, or your leadership. You will feed them that you should forgive the leaders if they committed something wrong. Only the leaders, and yet. Here you are with nominal members or volunteer in your church. You are you still bring the matter up to your actions, and you allow the culture of con culture of vindictiveness by uh, not doing something if a person is uh, treated wrongfully. People who have committed fornication, let's say, and he was repented and he already had or she already had a married life, ha, uh, by God's grace, a good married life, by God's grace. And the act, what happened uh, five, even five, ten, or even twenty years ago, and still you put it against him and you're not doing anything, you don't discourage vindictive attitude towards it, and here you are trying to become a pa here are urging the members to your leaders to your workers you are feeding them ahead of time saying that you should forgive me if something went wrong with me and yet here you are here you are not doing anything not doing anything a person is already vindictive of other people, saying that it is just consequence. That's the point that I'm driving into. We are too vindictive of Benny Hinn. We are too vindictive of Joshua Harris. I am not surprised. You're sometimes allowing vindictiveness to some erring members, members that you do not prefer. Or members that you are offended of. And yet here you are, if you committed any moral act, you already feed the members in advance. Feed the members in advance to forgive you. Especially in BBF circles, uh, BBF circles, uh, uh, the, I, have, I have heard this even when I, back in my youth days, that a pastor must have double honor and also aside from that is that touch not God's anointed. You have feed them ahead of this uh, uh, of this uh, if I may if I may you have feed them with this lie. And yet and that's why I'm not surprised if people are vindictive of Benny Hinn and Joshua Harris and Joel Austin. And yet here you are People must forgive leaders. Only leaders. You should doubly forgive. Uh, yes, we espouse forgiveness, but you espouse double forgiveness to them. And it, well, well, for me, he, he well, well, uh, personally, personally, I will forgive a person who is forgiving in the first place. I, uh, human, my human tendency dictates that. I will forgive the person who had forgiven people in the first place. 
it's easy for a person to be to forgive it is easy for a person to forgive if to forgive another person if that another person is that vindictive is it, if it, that person is forgiving it is a tough act to for, try to forgive a church leader it is a tough act it only takes a great um, great uh, it, it, only, it indeed takes uh, grace of god for a person for a vindictive person to be forgiven. You know why? Because he is uh, vindictive. Will he return the favor if you commit the mistake? They're not even hopeful with Betty Hinn. They're not even uh, they're not even sad about Joshua Harris. They even make fun of Joel Austin's theology. And they even downsize other people uh, people who they say what what happens if you what is what is uh what is twenty five years or twenty years in for you you don't even have a theology degree. You were not even a pastor of twenty or thirty years. So that's unfortunate. That's unfair. That's unfair. That's my that's uh I know that is my passionate plea for everybody in regards to Benny Hinn. Let us follow that person. Thos Brickman if I'm not uh Thos Brickman if my uh, memory is right, that we should have a hopeful attitude to other people. Hopeful or if not I'm not mistaken, let's uh pray for these people. This is the reason why one person said, "Why you will only pray for pastor? Your why you you will only pray for your pastor? Why not pray for all the members of the church? Why not pray for the church in general? Of course, definitely you will mention pastor, but you need to also to pray for other members. After all, there are members who are whose mistakes." Have been catapulted so much, has been have been maximized or capitalized too much by other people, and and even well-intended pastors, well-intended pastors will be just hit by surprise. Is it the pastor's fault? No, it is the member's fault. So that is the that means you not only pray for your pastor but also pray for the church as a whole. Again. Let's not have a vindictive attitude. Let's not, let us have a hopeful attitude towards these espousing people who espouse espouses or uh, prosperity theology, or even people who try to recant their ways and seems not so keen about it. Let's just have a hopeful attitude towards them. Let's not have a vindictive attitude towards these people. We get hurt by these teachings. They get hurt by their. Uh, errors but still let's as Christians as believers if we call ourselves Christians if we call ourselves as good people we need to have we need to stop the vindictiveness ladies and gentlemen thank you very much this is Ian Along and thank you very much for allowing yourself to be tag along good day Nothing but-